All right, let's get started tonight on the Wayne Coito Show. Welcome to the Wayne Coito Show. It is Wednesday night, and uh, tonight I am remembering my dear friend, Mauricio, uh, also went by Mo, simply by Mo, and he was not a simple guy at all. He was magical. He was complex, but also beautifully relatable to anybody. And um, Mo lost his life to COVID. And, you know, it, it, it makes you, of course, any kind of death close to you will make you sit back and think. But knowing that it was to COVID, knowing that it was to something that some of us are so privileged to to be able to avoid catching or avoid being in a position where we are susceptible to catching the virus, um, we're lucky. You know, we're very fortunate. And I just uh, want to remember my friend because I never thought that he would die, not not at all. And um, I, you know, he fought a battle. He was in the I ICU, but even then, he was. Um, you know, reaching out and telling everybody how hard he's fighting. And, um, you know, he was just more than life. He was just, um, sorry, people are going to start commenting. <laughs> he was just, uh, um, he was a leader and um, somebody whose place cannot be taken, you know, because, or um, filled, because he was just so... Um, he had he had the ability to to um, relate, like I said, to anybody, and he and to affect change. And as a leader of our group, the three two five two, so Los Angeles Football Club (LAFC), I talk about them a lot. Um, my favorite team, probably one of my most favorite teams, probably could be my most favoriteest team of all my teams I love because of this family that we've created um, off the off the pitch, as they like to say in the sport, but also. Um, it's 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 increased my fandom a thousand times you know think of all the places that i've been and i talk about going to super bowls and going to you know tennis majors and everything um nothing has come to what the sport of football or soccer um has given me in terms of a fan experience and um starts with the north end at the la uh, football club's bank of california stadium and that's where the crazy fans are. That's us. That's a 3252, 3,252 seats. And Mauricio was the vice president of all of us. All of us. And even more. The ones that weren't there at the games, he was there checking in on. Um, he was um, an ally to everybody, to other supporter groups. Him and I were in the same supporter group, District 9 Ultras. And... Um, yeah, so I brought my uke, <laughs> my ukulele, to, um, we had a wake, or a little bit of a, <clears throat> not really a wake, but uh felt like one, um, a memorial to, to Mo on Saturday morning, this past Saturday, after he, he passed, and um, I brought my, my ukulele, but I was going to sing Alohoi, but I can't, because that would be way too much of a tearjerker, um, but I will share a little bit of my amateur ukulele skills and singing um as i show you a video i wanted to show something um the team uh because mo is such an amazing figure and so major within our program or within our club um and will be a legend forever a legend he'll never be forgotten that's what it means that's what it means to be a legend. But um, there's a cool video that the, the team put out. So um, maybe I'll start playing the uke <laughs> after you listen to what the team had to say about uh, this video that they shared from the official team website um, for, um, oh, it was pretty cool. Take a look. This is what it's about. But what you can't see is what's in here. This is just ink. 
but this is who we are. This only expresses on the outside what we feel, who we are in this club, but inside there's so much more. And this is why we're here, because we respect this sport, we respect this culture, and this is what we're trying to build in Los Angeles. cultura de fútbol. Eso es lo que somos. Porque todos aquí somos del barrio angelino. about 10 minutes away from the game, LAFC, Seattle Sounders. Everybody getting ready. to imagine you know watching that video over and over again watching you know videos from where I was able to you know be with him for the very first game very first game in the history of LAFC was um, in Seattle it was March of 2018 just about three years ago and we scored our very first goal and I'll never forget that moment, obviously, because those are very first game. And so you see that photo if you're watching the live stream of Mauricio next to me. Um, sorry, I tried to sing, but I can't right now. I'm too sad. Um, can't even. I was going to record it, but even though I was recording it, I was sad. And I was like, you know what? Let's just, just play music. So, you know, I think Mauricio would appreciate any kind because he was such. Um, fun guy to be around so of course any kind will be saying Hawaii but that's for you Mauricio um, I'll always remember you never forget you uh, I think about I have thought about you since uh, Saturday and um, <sighs> so maybe by the end of the show I can sing
you, Mauricio. person now I put these amazing ukulele skills to 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 use with but um yeah somewhere over the rainbow our friends are playing and dancing and yeah all right so that's the beginning of the show but I'm gonna talk about something else now because <laughs> I, I, uh, well, I'm going to keep talking about Mo because Mo was a great, he, he loved the Dodgers. He loved, um, you know, all the LA stuff, all the LA stuff. I'm from Hawaii, obviously. This is the Hawaii sports fans, but that's how much of an effect, um, you know, being a part of this group has had on me. Um, But, um, you know, sometimes um, things can uh, unexpectedly happen, so. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Robert said buck up, yeah. I do, I, I do. I just think about all of the, um, you know, um, plans that I had and memories that I had more to make and that's what being a fan is all about right and we talk about it on the show all this time um <clears throat> a lot of my travels a lot of being in the stands has to do with the memories in the stands just as much as the memories on the field the memories on the field are important right we want to win games and we want to be a part of a winning tradition and hoist trophies and you saw Mo in that video the LAFC video hoisting that uh supporters cup supporter shield trophy and um that was cool as a club to win that. Um, that was for, I believe, having the highest regular season record, the best regular season record in 2019. Um, and Mo was there. So, you know, a lot of what he's done, a lot of what he has already, he already did in the time that he served us, um, you know, it already, um, you know, filled a lot of memories for a long time. So I'm glad that he um, had that position, took that role, um, was a leader, and uh, we needed him and um i don't know i don't know who can fill that role from him you know i'll try my best for myself and i know a lot of us have to step up but um you know mauricio he went to usc he played baseball at usc and he um you know was an example of uh what it means to be um from a family a mexican-american family that uh or any immigrant family and the, the hard work that his family um um you know uh did for him he he repaid to the rest of society and to this community you know so much a thousandfold so um ultimately he didn't have to pass um nobody had to you know it's very unfortunate because um you know i i mean it, it's a lot of it um, you know, this virus has it's just affected us. It's just about a year since I've started this show, and I did this uh, on the basis of being in a lockdown in my house and thinking, okay, I need to be able to connect with my fans and connect with um, our, my Hawaii sports fans. Maybe not my fans, my Wayne Cueto fans. I don't know if I have any fans, but um, connect with, you know, my the people that I travel to games with and that... Um, you know, are at home too and in lockdown. But through this process of um, <clears throat> being on this show and having this show, I've been able to do so much more. Um, I even did a LAFC show uh, from outside uh, the stadium when we were cheering for our team inside during the pandemic. Um, I actually did a show from Utah when LAFC played Real Salt Lake at halftime. I was there for that game in a socially distanced game. And I think how privileged I was to be able to go to all these games and go to all the football games, obviously be able to go to um, the Super Bowl this year again, and two playoff games and do so, um, you know, uh, without getting the virus or that I know of. I didn't explain, experience any symptoms of any kind in the last year that would be consistent with a virus. So I'm fortunate, I'm, I'm privileged. 
And I'm privileged that my grandfather has the vaccine and both of my parents have the vaccine. And, um, you know, live in a place that is relatively mellow in Hawaii, a suburb that is uh, pretty insulated from a lot of the, the, you know, where the virus is being transmitted. Um, and I thought to myself, wow, I'm so lucky, right? I had all this whole year and, of course, I had a lot of hardship this past year personal hardship and growth that came out of that. But I thought to myself, man, I'm so lucky. I don't know and really anybody personally close to me. There were several, my sisters. I had some people that, that did catch the virus and, and have um, had a pretty hard time. But um, And having friends from District 9 Ultras who had also um, suffered for the virus. But I would never imagine somebody would pass away, and definitely not Mo. I mean, somebody that he uh, just loved everyone just like shouldn't have been him you know it's a whole time i was thinking like no way like not cannot be him cannot be him because he's just you know everything good and um i uh i've been thinking about him a lot since you know since even saturday it's hard to not think about him because you it's when something is unexpected it is um you know even more devastating and when it's more surprising it's even more um hard to take sometimes and hard to process and that's what this has been for me a lot has been hard to process and um, I'm hoping that as you know we as a group are able to get back in the stands and speaking of LAFC there you know uh, the MLS announced the rest of the schedule whatever your team you're a fan of in the MLS there is a schedule right now that's been released and um, uh, MLS is uh, is back for for many reasons but actually having a full season is a good thing to have and um you know it'll be hard not having mo there um as a capo or we call him he's the guy on the stands one of the guys that would be on the on the stands and leading our cheers and unlike what a lot of you have or what we do in other sports basketball or any american sports you rarely have um coordinated cheers in the stands but lafc that's something that we do and all of you know that's a it's a football soccer thing and um lafc i think we do it the best and mo is one of the reasons for that um but he was one of those guys and i'll never forget walking on the concourse in the north end before a game and uh we were doing a song que bonito and que bonito es and um he was and it talks about um que bonito es um like how beautiful the game is and like he said the culture that we respect and um i i imagined mo uh leading us in that song um you know after we win the mls cup which is gonna happen soon but um you know thinking about the fact that he's not gonna be there is crazy um when we do but um like i said he's a legend and he's gonna be there forever so uh however we um decide or as uh, as 3252 hover we immortalize him probably in some you know platform or something uh will definitely be on display in the north end so i invite everybody forever to come and visit us at the bank of california stadium and be respectful of us of course uh, this is our north end our sacred part of the stadium but um you know it'll always be um a place um for mo and others other we have had others within the district nine ultras our, our group as well and within the 3252 who have um you know, perished from this virus. And um, it's not something that I can, uh, you know, fathom or could have before. And now it's become even more personal, I think, for me. And, um, you know, it's reality. It's it's reality. And it's definitely something that I have to deal with now. We all have to for the rest of our lives. And, you know, a lot, people have it a lot. You know, I, I'm going to say this also as well back to privilege and being in a bubble um if you're not tied to immigrant communities or people that have to be in the front lines or doing jobs or um, that require interacting with people in close quarters and maybe they don't have much protection definitely no ppe from their businesses or companies i mean a lot of those uh workers a lot of that that group of people is disproportionately affected by this virus. So remember when you're listening, when you were like, ah, I don't know anybody. Oh, you're lucky if you don't know anybody that, that, Oh, there's people that don't even know people that got the virus. Like, how's that? And I'm saying like, be fortunate that you don't know anybody that got the virus. 
Be fortunate that you don't know anybody that died from the virus. And if you have the chance now, get the vaccine. Just do it. Um, yes, there is going to be a lot of what blah, 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 people all over the place. And I just can't deal right now. It's, it's something that you need to do. And I think it's something that, um, you know, we, uh, um, you know, are going to have to deal with a society and probably to get into games. If, we, if we're talking about fans, and I'm going to bring this back to being a fan and a sports fan, um, you, you may have to show your card to get into a game or be verified to get into a game. And I'm, I'm serious because a lot of pro teams are not going to want to spread people out again. Um, they're going to want you to be sitting in your seat just like everybody else so they can have full capacity so that requires if we're going to have zero distancing especially in the north end where we stand shoulder to shoulder um and like mauricio said we stand shoulder to shoulder that doesn't mean i always agree with you but you know i welcome you um always that means i you know i'm, I'm butchering mauricio <laughs> i'm butchering mo's quote but shoulder to shoulder and that's something that we literally do stand shoulder to shoulder um, but it's also something that, uh, you know, we require uh, requires no distancing at all. Clearly, you're literally right next to somebody. So um, even with masks, it's going to be um, probably required to get um, a vaccine. And I had uh, Dr. Josh uh, Albrechtson, who's also LAFC 3252 member. I had him on the show about a month ago and he talked about the virus. He talked about. LA starting to slowly open up and he's right April 17th our first game LAFC against um, the new team from Austin and uh, Texas and uh, April 17th they'll have partial fans so we'll see how we get into the game some of us are season members some of us um, go game by game but I'm not sure how they're going to do it because we always sell the, the stadium out basically um, and I've, I haven't missed a home opener um, not that we've had many seasons but this will be my fourth home opener I don't plan on missing it again um, I'm going to go to the comments because I see a lot of my fam in the comments. Uh, Mo Forever, yes. Uh, Federico, um, and that's, you remember him, Federico Echeverria. We had him on our show um, actually in October before the, before the Fresno State game. So it's nice to have him in the comments again. Um, Julio, um, you know, our leader, our, our, you know, guy that we always look up to as well, who's going to, um, he's going to need a lot more help, guys. So definitely without Mo, everybody's going to have to step up. Uh, but Julio says, Ultras never die. That's true. Uh, Hector says, awesome, Brother Wayne. Thank you. Gordo, uh, Esteban, Stevie, our friend, says, I think I want already for having Mo and you. Thanks. And all the Ultras in my life. Thank you, Gordo. Karina, Lorena, thank you for being on. Miguel, you, I do have all of you. That's true. And we are ready for the help opener, Karina. So the home opener for LAFC is also going to be, um, you know, a test for what LA looks like and looking forward to um, the game. Ugh, so sad. Okay, this the, the schedule came out today for MLS. And we play Carson, Galaxy, LAFC's biggest rival, our crosstown rival. On August 28th of all days... The same day that Hawaii plays UCLA at the Rose Bowl. So I, I don't know what time the game is going to be for the Hawaii-UCLA. Hey, maybe we'll get a 9 a.m. call. If we do, then we're going to go and watch LAFC play Carson Galaxy for sure. Um, but that that tour is now open. I'm taking some deposits for the UCLA tour. We're going to be seeing uh, Dodgers-Rockies on Friday, Angels-Yankees, and probably a game in SoFi, NFL preseason game. So do that. We're also going to have a tour uh, going to, um, where else are we going to? Las Vegas, of course. Uh, Fuchsia Gate is definitely on again, so make sure you look out for that. And we play Oregon State, and we're going to go to my favorite city, Portland, which is one of our favorite cities at the District 9 Ultras because we love Portland because it's so fun. Portland is fun anyways, but when you get to go watch your team, LAFC, play the Portland Timbers, and last time we went, we saw them win too. It was so cool and so fun, and that's a really fun stadium to go and and watch a game in um and you know mo is there with us as well and those are the kind of trips that we remember we call uh we, we are stay with us in our memories forever those away days and um you know that same spirit of being on the road and being with your friends and having fun that's always something that's been a part of hawaii sports fans and i 
and I, I, I continue to, um, you know, um, just grow with my love and my interest in this in, in games and going to new places. It doesn't matter where. Obviously, being in the Mountain West Conference as Hawaii is, good to go to Albuquerque and all kind of crazy places, Reno. Uh, maybe not certain places you might always go to, but you always find something cool in a place. You always have something that sticks with you. And um, it's definitely being a fan of LAFC, I get a chance to be able to go to so many places. In LAFC, we play in Portland as well. So actually, I don't even know. I should check our schedule. When do we play the Timbers? So all my friends are in the... <laughs> the comments uh but um yes we have uh, and i we're so lucky to have so many i think when i first came into the district nine ultras four years ago before we even had a team there are several dozen of us maybe and now there's like hundreds so that's just how fast this um uh, this family has grown and um one thing i'm proud of it is the diversity within it and something at hawaii sports fans i'm very proud of and i tell people this all the time and if you're watching get up this morning or yesterday morning on ESPN, um, Jalen Rose, um, his wife was on. This is, I'm trying to make a point and I have to call her Jalen Rose's wife. So that's embarrassing and sad, but she, um, you know, had an incident with LeVar Ball and, um, you know, she talked about, uh, you know, people have to defend us because 47% of NFL fans are, 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 are women. So women's, you know, this is talking about Deshaun Watson situation. If you Deshaun Watson, the quarterback right now of the Houston Texans, he has like seven women that have come forward. Um, kind of a Me Too moment for him, uh, you know. And that's because a lot of our public spheres do not reflect the principles of diversity, of inclusion, of equity, of putting, uh, giving minorities, giving women positions of leadership. And Mo infused all of those values into the two, three, two, five, two. And he also infused all of those values into, um, you know, our, uh, his life and the way that he interacted with people. And that's important, whether you are, you know, immigrant or white or, you know, first generation American or gay or, you know, brown, black, whatever, Mo was a friend to you and he was inclusive. And that is really important on for any fan base in any sport. And uh, for him to have the leadership to do something like that is is really incredible because there's so much pressure, right, on men particularly to um, feel like you need to act out or, um, you know, be strong or not look weak. And Mo always... Look, Mo was a pillar, even if he was talking about something that uh, might be uncomfortable, like uh, LGBT rights or something. I mean, Mo was involved in all of these things as, as, as an ally. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, who, who's like that? Um, yet he was somebody that could be toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody. And that's an example that needs to be um kept within our within our 3252 but also with all sports and with all fan bases we need to be able to um you know show love to others uh, it's it, something that was shocking to me even we went to mexico right and i talked about that trip to leon to watch lafc play and there was no women's bathroom there was just one bathroom like only men oh for the visiting section okay which is something separate there was a visiting section um, and in the visiting section, of course, this is in Mexico. I'm not saying that, you know, it, it, it's different, but it, it, it just shows that some, some countries, maybe Mexico, maybe in the Arab states, I mean, they don't even expect women. Well, some places don't even let women in the games. At least in Mexico, you can get into the games. But to think like facilities don't even have those in place for women um, who make up a huge part of our fan base, especially our our ultras, our, our even our supporter group, even our three two five two, um, women make up a huge part of that. And and Mo was a champion of women and champion of of making sure that they were uh, given that same right to be on that stand, to be leading cheers, but also to have their the voices heard. You know, a, a lot of women we have victims of of, of, of you know um, situations that are uncomfortable. We have people who, um, you know, are discriminated purely in the fact that they're women. And, and Mo was somebody that, that stood up for that. And that's going to be so important for others to step up in his, 
in his shoes. Jose says to everyone that has lost someone, and Jose lost his father, and we um, that was already something that was hard. I mean, to, for us to be able to come together in that way, and then um, to to have the hits coming again, and I, you know, I know for Jose, we send our love to him, and uh, you know, um, it, it, I got to see him, and I've gotten to to catch up with him, and I think it's uh, it, it's going to be a journey and a challenge. I think a lot of us are living in kind of a obviously this time of the pandemic is already um, a little bit jumbled and we feel like we've lost sense of time or what day and it's coming it's starting to get that way for me and a little bit too um, you know having lost my niece uh, last year and my um, you know my friend Robbie I talked about he actually came on Hawaii sports fans trips with me um, he took his own life and the struggles that he had um, and then to remember that, um, you know, we have to keep going. We have to keep fighting. The, the, the fight is never over. And even the fight against the virus is not, is not going to be over until everybody takes it seriously. The, the fastest way we get is everybody gets the vaccine. It's over. The pandemic's over. Um, and I know in L.A. we're starting to um, actually have surplus. I've heard Dr. Albert, uh, Josh, he posted about... Um, like Dodger Stadium, especially, apparently had extra spots and were not. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if they had to throw away because sometimes, like these 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 vaccines, they have like shelf life, like a short shelf life. So um, I don't know if he had to or not, but um, definitely get that. Um, you know, get that out. Gordo says I'm down for the mask as long as I can still take off my shirt. <laughs> That's something to see in the North End too. See uh, Gordo take his shirt off. Kavei, our boy Kavei, uh, he says, May Mo rest in heavenly peace. My condolences, mahalo Kavei. Um, <laughs> Alex says, Portland was the best. It is the best. It is so fun. So we'll be back there in Portland as well in September. Actually, I should see when the LAFC plays. Um, plays uh, Portland Timbers because Hawaii will be playing Oregon State in Corvallis, Oregon. Oregon, as some of people will say, don't say Oregon to Oregon people. Um, but um, because of that, uh, because LAFC, it will now be back in Portland. I'm hoping it's at the same time. Okay, Portland Timbers game is drum roll, please. When is it? I don't know. Somebody help me. Somebody in the comments help me. Can't tell. Well, I don't know if it's in September, which is when we're going to be going anyway. Oh, it is September. September 19th. Wait, is that the same weekend? Guys. No. Yes. No. Yes. Because if that is the same weekend. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That'd be crazy. The weekend do. Um, let's see. When is the schedule? Come on. I'm trying to open up the schedule. We play Oregon State September 11th. Oh, it's the week before. Ugh. Darn it. So Hawaii is playing at Portland or at Oregon State. So you're going to have to go on that trip because we're going to see Portland. It, almost. We just missed it by six days. LAFC or seven days. LAFC playing in Portland. That would have been cool to see that same time um, as a Hawaii sports fans group. But um, oh, nonetheless, Portland's a fun city. And um, the MLS is growing. It's over 30 teams, I believe, so far. I know there's teams in Sacramento is going to have a team pretty soon. It's going to be the biggest American sports league. And, you know, I'm a baseball fan. And um, it's funny as as well. And I remember Mauricio, I remember one of his status, Mo. I don't know why I keep calling Mauricio. Like, um, that's his formal name. But, um, you know, Mo. He's our Mo. Um, yes, we'll see you at the Rose Bowl. Miguel, Miguel is a huge UCLA fan, and so is Gordo. Those people in the comments, if you're coming at UCLA tour, you're going to see these guys. You're definitely going to meet these guys because we're going to have a huge um, party at the Rose Bowl. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember Mauricio putting, um, we have a chant that's about um, La Copa, La Copa MLS, the MLS Cup. It's mi obsesión, it's my obsession. And I remember he put like La Copa MLS is mi obsesión on his on his status, and somebody posted or like uh, you know that's what I want more than anything. And somebody posted like what more than a Dodgers World Series, and he's like 
yeah, even more than that. It's my obsession. So that was Mauricio. As big of a Dodgers fan, I'm sure he would enjoyed seeing the Dodgers win the World Series. But he was all about winning the MLS Cup. And I know that when we do win it as a club, uh, he will be definitely remembered that and that day and that moment. And uh, you know, we'll definitely always have him there. But um, uh, yeah, uh, Miguel says, "See you at the Rose Bowl." Like we said, hi Juan, um, RIP. Mo, um, Gordo says pregame beer showers. That's one thing too. In the in the uh, in, um, if you see in that photo, if you're if you're watching the live stream, uh, you see all of those hundreds of um, uh, very enthusiastic three two five two members behind me getting ready for the game that was in Seattle. If you get stuck in that, there's definitely no six feet apart or mask wearing usually in there. There might be some mask wearing, you know, because some people have some cool scarves over their face or something. So, um, you know, that's kind of what it's like getting in that like a big mosh pit almost sometimes. And um, you have some beer showers after I may or may not have lost three beers at the first game at Carson. So I was standing next to Gordo. You see Gordo in the comments. We were sitting next to each other. And then Joe Lipano, my friend. You guys probably know Joe as well. He went to La Lahua and now he's in L.A. And uh, we were sitting in our with our 3252. And that was a game that uh, Zlatan. That was an amazing game. Amazing LMLS game, even though LAFC was on the wrong side. Um, but I remember instigating some, perhaps on myself, some of those beer showers, which just was out of pure, um, you know, just energy and um it just it just came natural put it that way okay i'm not about wasting like that actually i'm not about drinking beer either that's something i just have a very low tolerance so um i uh i gave it to you know the skies and now everybody gets a little bit of it um and um that's something that you can experience as well if you ever get the and I, i'm not saying you know getting into the north end and being um amongst us at Bank of California Stadium. And if you picture this in the North End and talk about fans, right? We stand the whole game. We have somebody leading us in our chance. And we don't sit and we can't sit anyways because they literally chain our seats up, like lock our seats folded up. So we have to stand. But they have a safe standing rail there, which is amazing. We were the first MLS team in America to have that as well. And, um, you know that's kind of fun and that's that's kind of how the fan experience is and we jump and we do a, a song called jump for la football club and that is something that um requires a lot of jumping and a lot of dancing and a lot of chanting and singing so uh, i'm hoping we can get back to that again soon uh, obviously we've been promoting distancing for the last year or so we're not about that in 3252. We're the opposite, right? We are promoting coming together and everybody, um, you know, showing respect to each other and showing love to each other as well. And, um, you know, that's something that a culture that has managed to thrive even whenever we're not in the stands, even not having games that we could be there. We were either outside the stadium chanting and the team could hear us and the team has even came out to acknowledge us. Or we were active in the community and we were, you know... S helping others or finding ways that we can be um, effective, you know, if, with helping uh, different services, community services. And, and Mo was a, a huge proponent behind that as well. Um, <laughs> Gordo says, only masculine wear is the guy's butt cheeks that's falling off the rail. Yes. So there are people like to stand on that safe standing rail but the safe standing is not to stand on the rail. You're supposed to stand on the ground and hold the rail. But uh, you, you, alcohol, beer showers, people on the rail, you'll have some interesting uh, acrobatics going on sometimes too there. So that's another side part of it. Um, but April 17th, LAFC opens. I'm not sure how many tickets will be distributed, but um, it'll be a great time for you to, to get if you're in the LA area. Um, or we'll catch LAFC on the road somewhere. I know we'll be there. Um, Hawaii football, we have tours, and I'm hoping that uh, one of them so far um, will have a LAFC. It's possible. If the UCLA game is early, I mean, we're going to have to have a plan with 
Gordo and his primos, his cousins. You know, in Hawaii, that's one thing in Hawaii, cousins are so, so important, right? Everybody grows up with their cousins, and that's so important. That's your friends. And that's what I love about being in L.A. too. And uh, my Chicano friends always are with their cousins, their primos. And that's that's kind of just like how it is in Hawaii. That's exactly how it is. And uh, I'm going to be uh, probably with those guys. If we're at the UCLA game, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be with all of you. And then if we can get to the LAFC game, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Let's just just say it, guys. That would be incredible. We can go to both games on that day. So let's just hope that the UCLA Hawaii game is early, and then we can, um, you know, uh, go to both games. That'd be fun. But with that being said, uh, March Madness as well. Okay, um, I, I'm slightly going to go off the topic because March Madness is the competition. If you're paying attention, we had 25 people enter the contest. I'm also in the contest. Um, but I, I didn't expect to be in first place. I sort of kind of, but I am in first place actually, which some people would say that's unfair. It's your own contest. You can't be in first place. But I mean, it's not like I can rig my own contest. It's literally a national bracket. Like I just picked a bracket like everybody else, but I am in first place. And with that being said, um, someone will have to beat me and I, somebody might, I, I mean, I do have Gonzaga as my champ. So, you know, if you, if your champ goes out, that's, um, you know, that makes it hard, but let's face it. I talked about some of the percentages you should play, right? Like you go to Vegas and you're gambling, gambling is one thing, but playing the percentages is another thing, right? That's just saying like, I understand what the chances are, but I'm going to take the higher chances. So, We've seen trends of 11s and 6s, and I told you one of the first four teams in the at-large 11 seeds would go at least two rounds, and UCLA did that. UCLA, I picked them. UCLA, oh, speaking of UCLA, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, because UCLA made it. So I picked UCLA in the first four games. They beat Michigan State. Um, then they beat like Abilene Christian, or, or who did they beat in the first round? So I, I mean, I, I picked UCLA, and I actually was high on USC too. I was actually high on a lot of the Pac-10 teams, Pac-12 teams. And USC is in it as well. I mean, and uh, the Big Ten crapped out, and I think Michigan is actually going to lose to Florida State, who I have in a Final Four. Um, but I also picked Abilene Christian over Texas. What can I say? I mean, some of those you just got to feel out. But Abilene Christian also being in Texas. Also, look at some of their team's records. They're winning. Some of them win. Some of them hold their opponents to low percentages. So I talked about all of these things last week in the score. Yeah, BYU, right. Miguel, UCLA beat BYU. And BYU was a hot team, right? Everybody's like, Oh, they're beating Gonzaga at the half of the West Coast Championship or whatever. But BYU, of course, is gone. All the beans. They didn't get anything this year. And I think a lot of it was because I had to play UCLA. And um, so I was right about that. So I picked a bunch of upsets. I mean, I want to be honest. But I just played the percentages. So if you watch this show, I talked about it. He's watched my, Mar my March Madness special last week. I even gave up of those. But um, if Gonzaga loses, you're going to... Uh, Robert says, you're done, my Cinderella beating Gonzaga. So we'll see about that, Robert, because um, let's see who I have left. So first of all, I'm in the 98.7 percentile in all of the, the game. I'm small kind of bragging about that. I'm first place in our league, which is the Hawaii Sports Fans League. If you have the app, you can look at it straight from the app. There's also a group called Fans of Hawaii. I'm eighth place in that one. The person who's in fourth place has 20 more points than me. And... Um, but has a lower max. See, I have a pretty high max score still, one of the highest because like my final four is still intact. But um, you know, if Houston had lost that game, which they were really close to losing, that would have been really bad for me. But um, I picked a lot of you know, what can I say? I picked the right ones. I, I and there were some that I was I went back and forth on like uh, the Colgate Arkansas even one, but I was like, nah, I, there's gonna be a 14-3, but not that one. Luckily, I picked the right one. I did miss on the Oral Roberts, and it's so amazing to see Oral Roberts going to Sweet 16. I mean, a 15 seed making it all the way. That's amazing. I don't think anybody, nobody in our group picked that. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, it's pretty impressive how many um, teams made it. Oregon State also. What? that Oregon State did beat Oklahoma State, which I did have. Um, so Robert, um, you know, is happy about that since he's an OU fan. And he doesn't care that I have... Um, you know, Oklahoma State. Oh, no, I didn't have Oklahoma State. Never mind. I take that back. I don't have my final four is still intact. Gonzaga, Florida State, Baylor, and Houston. 
My Elite Eight is still intact as well. Gonzaga, USC, Florida State, Alabama, Baylor. Oh, no, no. Texas Tech I had in there. Oklahoma State. I lied. I have six of eight teams left. But uh, Sweet 16, not bad for a Sweet 16. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of 16 teams. So over half. Not bad. Um, I love Loyola of Chicago. Um, I, I, you know, a lot of people said they were also misseeded, which is probably true. And, you know, they beat Illinois, uh, and sister Jean lives on sister Jean, a 101 year old nun. If you get to see her on TV, she's so fun. And it was fun seeing her the last time on TV when, uh, Loyola was in it. And now she's back. So how crazy is that 101 years old? Um, also, um, Syracuse, another 11 seed that got in. So, Syracuse and UCLA, two 11 seeds. So that's amazing, too. And we talked about that, um, you know, 11 seeds to watch out for and two making it. So what can I say? You just got to watch this show. And I talk about all those things, smart picking that we do here um, at Hawaii Sports Fans. But, um, you know, a lot of these games were, um, you know, just still still crazy and wacky, all the, all of the um, upsets. But you expected something that, right? You expect something like that to, to happen in a, um, you know, uh, a year when uh, you have COVID and teams like VCU, VCU couldn't even play their first game. So Oregon, you know, was able to walk over them um, in a no contest. And then Oregon won again. So Oregon plays USC. Pac I mean, the Pac-12 is is lighting it up. It's, it's impressive. One, two, three... Four Pac-12 teams in the round of 16. 16. That's that's incredible. So um, check it out. Um, I don't know. I have a feeling I might win my contest. And if I do, I guess I don't have to give a prize since, you know, I'd be the winner. But um, I also just want the bragging rights, as anybody else would do, because that's the whole point of, um, you know, contests. It's not about winning prizes. It's about bragging till next year. So if I win my own contest, you can definitely expect me to. But I'll definitely raise the pro the 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 prize even more next year but um yeah i think it'll be interesting to see what we have down the road i think um you know some of these teams like loyola may have a chance to go all the way to, who knows all the way to the end who knows um i could easily see usc also coming out of that you know gonzaga creighton that'll be a good game uh, like I said, the Michigan-Florida State game. I have Florida State winning that game. UCLA-Alabama, who knows there. UCLA could win again. Um, I covered UCLA at the Maui Invitational, and I know they're a good team. A lot of these teams, too, it's like had I watched them, did I watch them in person? I, UCLA I saw in person at the Maui Invitational two years ago, and I, I was pretty impressed um, with um, Jaime, uh, Jaime Jaquez, their best player, basically their scorer. Um, and he's been having a great tournament. But Oral Roberts, man, that'd be cool to see them to see them keep winning. I mean, you know, it's funny because a lot of you know I went to Vassar, which um, isn't the biggest sports school. Even though I played sports there. A lot of the kids aren't really into sports. Um, but during the run, George Mason's run, George Mason had a run uh, at the Final Four in 2007 and everybody was on the tvs i remember um just seeing like a small school like george mason plus we played them in volleyball actually they're in my league um from fairfax virginia so uh it was cool that people can appreciate the cinderella making it and we could i mean can you imagine if we had like loyola in the midwest oral roberts uh florida state because you know i picked them and like uh who knows creighton that'd be crazy i mean That'd be crazy. Then you would guarantee have like almost guarantee have a mid-major champ, which would be amazing. I mean, and I, we talked about this with Hawaii when I brought Brian McInnes on last week and Hawaii basketball and Big West basketball and what level it is in the D1 and what um, um, how it's positioning itself or how Hawaii is within the conference because we all thought Hawaii would be running away with champions, right? um but uh, championships but that didn't happen um so seeing teams like gonzaga seeing teams like oral roberts making it to the sweet 16 oral roberts i mean come on um that's that's hope for a lot of the small programs so that's kind of cool to see something like that um but I, I you know i hope that uh everybody um you know is at least having a good tournament i i, I was able to um 
you know, catch most of the games. And now with the apps and now with, um, you know, having every game streamed, you don't have to miss anything. So it's been so fun. And I can't wait for the next round to be able to watch all the games again. But uh, definitely last week was really fun. And uh, I had multiple monitors going. And um, it was definitely cool because we went two years. It was funny. So was it Oral Roberts? Um, was it the Oral Roberts game? Uh, was some game. No, Liberty. Liberty. And it was like the play-by-play announcer. Was it Kevin Harlan? He was like, Liberty hasn't been in the tournament since 2019. And that was literally the last tournament. So I just, I mean, he's a great announcer. So I got to laugh about that little spat because like, it sounds like a long time ago, but that was literally the last tournament, 2019, because there was no tournament in 2020. Um, but yeah, so that's the March Madness for you. I think we're going to have a lot of um, surprises too. So we'll see next week on the show what kind of surprises we have. That's a show for today. Um, I hope you guys um, didn't tune down too much from my uh, my terrible singing in the front in the beginning, but I should have recorded it. But it's hard to not be emotional. Obviously, I chose a song that a lot of you recognize because it's something from Hawaii, but it is. Um, I think he uh, is the perfect ambassador of Aloha with this song and saying things to the people you love and wishing them well as they pass over above us. See you next week. Aloha.